Hi, this is John Stone from 10,000 Blades, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. All the best of food and drink, a glass of wine, a smile, a wink, don't have a cow, don't make a stink, it's Lucy and the kitchen sink. Hey, New Haveners, and welcome to another episode of Kitchen Sink. Today, we have a little something special that brings together two things I really love, music and beer. Over the phone, I have Kevin Mark of, uh, of No Worries Brewing Company and Tyler Jones of Black Hog Brewing Company. And in the studio with me, I have Elaine Carroll. She's executive director of the New Haven Symphony Orchestra. And today we're talking about something kind of fun, taking a break from this horrible political maelstrom that we've been in. And, uh, and we're talking about Brahms and beer this, uh, this Thursday at the New Haven Symphony Orchestra. So Elaine, welcome. Thanks, Lucy. Great to be here. And, uh, and Kevin and Tyler, welcome from, you know, far, far thank away you. in Connecticut. Yeah, thank you for having us. Oh, thanks for being here. So Elaine, I want to start with you and let's just talk about how this program was born. Well, we're always eager to meet new listeners. And for those of us who love classical music, Brahms and his symphonies are, are sort of the most wonderful things. We want to share them with a lot of people. Um, and our marketing director gave a thought to what do people love? What would they come out for? And beer was way at the top of the list. Uh, we had done a beer event last spring, the end of March last year, and we met so many new people. And they stayed for the concert and they gave us their feedback. And that particular concert had Beethoven. Um, so we wanted to do more of the same and invite them back to hear us again. And tell me a little bit, because not all of our, some of our listeners are probably familiar with the classical canon and with Brahms, but tell me a little bit about how Brahms might've been seen during his own time as sort of a renegade, which we don't see him as now. Um, and, and what people can expect when they're listening to that music. Well, as you can imagine in, in the classical world and in history, Beethoven is this enormous figure. Oh, yeah. He just looms so large over everything. And Brahms was really cowed by that. It, it was very difficult for him to begin writing symphonies because he was in the shadow of Beethoven. And uh, his first symphony was often called Beethoven's Temp because he was so strongly influenced. But as he developed his own voice, it really was this very revolutionary sound palette. That's just It's so enjoyable. And by the time you get to the fourth, there's this marvelous freedom and excitement in the music um, it really is. It is one of my absolute favorite pieces, and to hear it live is just a remarkable experience. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And and so when you're hearing it, when you're going through it, um, with or without a beer, I guess in the in the past, like what's some of what's some of the emotional background that you're experiencing and that listeners might expect? Well, I can certainly say I think it would be better with a beer, <laughs> and that's some of our inspiration. Um, you know, music is so intensely personal. And there's there's whimsy in this piece. Um, I particularly love the third movement, and it has this wonderful dance-like quality. And I, I do worry with classical music sometimes. People think we're so very, very serious. And there are aspects of listening to classical music that if you just really love it, then it's good music. And Brahms does that for me, which is a very personal experience. But for me, this piece works so, so well, and I just feel so energized after I listen to it. Yeah, and I I want to pivot over to the the brewers and and bring Tyler Jones at Black Hog Brewing Company 
and Kevin Mark of No Worries Brewing Company into the conversation. So guys, the first question I have for you um, is, uh, is how familiar were both of you with classical music? Of course, like brewing companies and especially craft brewing companies do all sorts of local events. Um, but do either of you listen to classical music sort of in your free time? Um, I mean, I, I listen to it on occasion. It's on, uh, kind of one of my, one of my presets is kind of a, I got an NPR and then I have kind of a, a local music NPR and try to get some classical in there once in a while. But honestly, I just, I don't really know what I'm listening to most of the time. So this is kind of really interesting to listen about the, yeah. the name bring to the table here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, I, I had a band background back in high school. So a lot of my initial classical music was playing drums, uh, in high school, but, um, I'm just a music fan in general. I mean, like you said last year, you guys did this event and we were lucky enough to be a part of that and uh, stayed for the show afterwards. And it was just, you know, awesome live experience to be part of. I mean, I'm a music fan in general. Um, so just because, yeah, I'd be 100% up on exactly what's being played in front of you, you're also just able to enjoy the music itself. Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm wondering actually, did both of you, and um, can you just identify yourself so our listeners know? Did both of you stay for the show afterwards last year? This is Kevin. I, I yeah, we did. Um, I did along with my uh, my wife. We uh, we stayed for the show after. It was a good time. Yeah, um, last year uh, I actually did not attend the event last year, so um, I, I did not. I'm trying to get out. I mean, I got two small children at home, and you know, making it more difficult to get out to the events these days. Uh, yeah. but I'm trying to get out there for sure to be able to check it out. And actually that Tyler, to me, that's so interesting that you mentioned your kids. Um, do they like, do they get excited about classical music? Do they listen at all to classical music? You know, my, my mind goes immediately to something like Peter and the Wolf, which is the uh, kind of the default, I think for small children. But, um, but uh, I mean, I'm interested, is that something that they're around? Yeah. I mean, when, when we were, you know, we, we did the whole like Mozart in the womb thing to help try to help brain development. A little bit of when they were younger, um, but I mean, it's uh, we not as much in the house anymore. I mean, I'd love to try to bring it back after talking to you guys, but we're doing a lot of more of the, the alternative rock right now. I'm very kind of big about it at the moment. Yeah, and I I guess for for both of you, how does so you know Elaine was talking about trying to shake this um, this. It's not a bad rep uh, specifically, but this idea that classical music is like stodgy and old and, you know, for, for like for white people who are kind of three quarters of the way through their life and smell like baby powder. And, um, and so I'm curious as to how that ties into the craft beer aesthetic. Hey, this is Kevin uh, from No Worries. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess I could see the stigma. I mean, if you think about the old school, you know, covers of classical music on the CDs and stuff like that. But once you get out to these events, it's pretty, apparent that it's a diverse group. Um, I mean, we did the tasting before before the, the symphony, and um, you just had all walks of life coming through for the beer tasting, and then, um, you know, right after going to the event. Uh, and live music in general is always a lot of energy to bring forward. So I think in person rather than, you know, listening it over the airways makes a big difference. Um, just like in craft beer, I mean, you know, you are out mingling with other people. There's just more energy to be had, and you can sort of appreciate it um, for what it's worth, you know? Well, I think that's a tremendous parallel because it's also a communal experience. So 
um, in working with the craft brewers, of course, you can sit home and sample beer and it can be a relaxing and enjoyable experience. But you really can't compare it to going out with your friends and being in a social situation that's just amplified by enjoying something like a great drink. And music is the same way. When you listen to it as part of a community, it's a totally different experience. And if people haven't heard an orchestra live, you know, it's a very large group. You feel the music in your body. Um, People start to breathe together in the audience and it just changes the experience entirely. It really you have to do it to really understand it. Mm, I love that idea of breathing together. Um, and, uh, say more about that. Say just a little more about that. I just love the the image and uh, and even the sense of just my lungs filling up with air um, at the time when other you know other people's are as well. Well, it is something musicians will do together to help with the phrasing. Even if they don't play a wind instrument, they will breathe together. And I've actually had the experience where you'll you'll have a marvelous uh, flutist, for instance, who's who's going through a piece, and they'll have tremendous lung power. And you'll feel people sort of breathing rhythmically with them, but all of a sudden there'll be a very long line and someone near you in the audience will actually go, <gasps> like, because oh, wow. they have been breathing with them and, and they fall out of that rhythm. But it, it does create this tremendous organic experience. It, people are moved by music. I was at our Pops concert about a week and a half ago and someone sang, bring him home from Les Mis. And I looked over and there was a woman and she just had tears streaming down her face and it becomes part of the narrative of that music you that she was so moved by that performance wow um yeah I, I mean that's incredibly and and i think this is this weird time post-election that we kind of need to remember to breathe um so on on the phone i have tyler jones of black hog brewing company and kevin mark of no worries brewing company i want to bring you guys back into the conversation um and ask about sort of Things you do uh, at your breweries that also are meant to foster this communal feeling. Uh, this is Kevin. Um, you know, at the at the brewery ourselves, I mean, we try to have a we have a nice open space. We we, we try to have um, board games. We do um, other events throughout the year. We just had a, like a local concert event um, with acoustic music from Connecticut um, local bands. Um, and we just try to bring also sort of family friendly environment as well. So some young young parents, um, you know, bring in their their, their children, and um, a lot of newborns come in, um, and the families come in for a flight, a little tasting, and they're usually you know within the two three block um, sort of location from the brewery themselves. So we sort of a nice neighborhood spot for for a lot of families as well. And uh, and Tyler, I know that there's a big Jenga set, or at at one moment there was at Blackhawk. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, similar. I mean, we have a lot of our families come into our station as well. Um, we have a big Jenga set we built out of like old parts that we're actually building our tap panels out of uh, previously, um, and then we just had uh, some local uh, police officers built us even a bigger Jenga set. So we have uh, that available at the brewery. Um, and I mean, we have um, like a, 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 a circa nineteen eighty one video game machine has uh, Galaga and Miss Pac Man on it. So, and uh, we always have a few juice boxes in the cooler for the kids that want to come by, and we hand it out to them to kind of get them involved. So their parents are enjoying a beer, we get a juice box for them. Um, so yeah, we definitely are family focused for sure as well here too. Yeah, and. I mean, Elaine, I know that not just this concert, but almost every concert, if not every concert that the New Haven Symphony Orchestra does is geared toward making people feel like they are welcome and making people of all ages feel like 
they are welcome in this space, in this musical space. So for you, I'm wondering if you could just talk briefly about some of the initiatives that um, that you're working on that I know Katie Bonner Russo is working on to make sure that, um, you know, not just uh, like young adults have fun, drink a couple beers, but also that, for instance, kids in the New Haven public schools know that classical music is as much for them as it is for maybe their grandparents' generation. Well, it comes on, I think, two fronts. We certainly feel that great cities have great orchestras. So we want this to be a great city with a great orchestra, and we want people to experience that. So we do a lot of work with the New Haven Public Schools. We're actually what's called an assured experience. So every student in the elementary schools is guaranteed a chance to come here, the orchestra, and we work very closely with the public schools on that. We do a young people's concert that we've done for 85 years. So I've had the wonderful experience of being out on the New Haven Green summer night listening to music. And I met a woman who said, oh, I first went to a concert when I was in the third grade. Oh, wow. And here's my granddaughter. And I brought her because I want her to experience the orchestra as well. So, you know, here you have this great passing down through the generations. Um, We're quite an old orchestra. We're 123 years old, fourth oldest in the country. And I think it says something really special about our community that they've come forward and supported us for that much time and that we have a duty then to make sure that everyone does feel welcome and that it isn't this uh, ivory tower that, that people feel they need to scale the walls to get inside. Everyone is very much welcome. The other track is, is that I think we have a duty to give back to the community, that we're a community asset. We get a lot of donations. It's how we exist. And it's our goal to make sure that people know that we're available as a resource. So, for instance, our next concert is our annual fundraiser to fight hunger here in New Haven. And we work closely with the community soup kitchen. So before the concert, Analyphia is working with us and they'll host a dinner prior to the concert. And the proceeds from that dinner then go to the soup kitchen and we'll be raising money at the concert to help fight hunger over the holidays. Um, it's a way that we can give back. And if people want a ticket to that concert and they buy it from the soup kitchen, they keep the money. We don't get the money. Oh, that's great. For those ticket sales. Yeah. So I want to, before we go, um, I, I want to get into the beer itself. And are you a beer drinker also? I'm curious. Katie told me that today I'm a beer drinker. <laughs> you don't have, I mean, it, it's okay. We At WNHH, we don't discriminate based on your... <laughs> Your um, beverage preferences, but um, but I'm, I mean, are you um, interested in in this? Was was the thought that sometimes people think of the pairing of wine or maybe even um, something a little bit bubbly or fruity with classical music? When in fact, beer like beer isn't new; it's not cutting edge. It's actually one of the oldest things that we have on this planet. Um, but craft beer has been seen as sort of hip. You know, I think. Beer has the, uh, it, it appeals to so many people mm-hmm. and, and that's a big part of, of what's there and, and wanting people to, we are trying to debunk a myth to a certain extent and, and serving a lovely Chianti wouldn't right. debunk <laughs> the myth in the same way. Um, so, and I also think that craft beer is something that's happening in and around New Haven, that we have these amazing locally owned, locally operated, they're craftsmen, they're creating art with beer, just the way we create art with our music. So they're wonderful fun to work with and very generous. You know, it, it's not every business that you could call up and say, would you like to come and give free samples to 1200 people? Right. <laughs> and Kevin and Tyler be like, sure, that'd be great. Yeah. And, um, and, and guy is so over the phone. I have Kevin Mark of no worries brewing company. 
and um and Tyler Jones of Black Hog Brewing Company. And and guys, it it definitely feels to me like the beer scene has exploded in a very good way in the past maybe five years in Connecticut. Uh yeah, for sure. I did want to touch on when she mentioned uh craft beer being kind of like an art form and that's something really I mean, I, I hold true. I mean, my training was in chemical engineering, but I always had an artistic side that I didn't know what to do with until I found my first homebrew kit. And it's just like, it is it is an artwork. It is an art form that, um, you know, to really appreciate. And you can appreciate the same way as you can classical music, but you get into the nuances and um, nuances of flavor. And it's just, it's very, very affordable luxury too, where it's not that $75 bottle of wine that you have to commit to. You can buy yourself a, you can buy yourself a six pack for nine ninety nine and try try out the beer. So it's kind of just to touch on that a little bit, um, on that side of that, um, to kind of reiterate what Elaine was talking about with this. Well, and and I know, I mean, I've so I've I've had both Black Hog beer and, and No Worries beer, and I know that um, you know on on those you have a flavor palette that sort of operates like music in that you have different levels of nuance that are unfolding on your tongue, especially if you've got something with like a little bit of barnyard funk, you're not going to mention or um, notice it immediately. But then, you know, you see that that kind of that action is working and then all of a sudden the flavor hits you. So is that like, is that something you think about? I mean, every, every time I write up a recipe, it's always something you think about. It's kind of, you have the, kind of the front end of the beer, kind of the mid mid palate of the beer and kind of the post nasal or kind of what comes back up after the swallow. Um, all of those factor into kind of well, how the what type of malt you use, um, what ratios, what color you're looking for, how how much alcohol by volume you're looking for, um, what hops you're using, what other ingredients, which which yeast you're talking about. I mean, the barnyard is specific to kind of a uh, Britannomyces strain. Right. So I mean there's a lot of different choices you can make along the way to kind of craft the beer however to how you want it to come out and um, to kind of bring it back to kind of the wine thing to, to make, uh, my brewing professor always said that like, to make good wine, you have to have good grapes. To make good beer, you have to have a good brewer. So you have a lot more control of what's going on. So it's kind of a, it's, a, it's that perfect mixture of art and science for me, for sure. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Before we go, Aline, I, I want to ask you, so just what can people expect? And if, if folks are listening to this, and they think, oh, that's something that I want to do. That sounds really fun. How, how can they find out more? Well, the easiest way, of course, is our website because it's on 24-7, newhavensymphony.org. We sell tickets at the website. has complete information about the concerts. You can look at program notes if you wanted to get a little sense ahead of time, some of the history around the music. Um, we've got other resources there, too. Like we have a podcast on listening that's great fun um, called Listen Up. And if you go to our In the Community uh, section it has resources for learning how to cultivate your listening even if you're more of a rock and roll person mm-hmm. um, skills that'll make you appreciate music more um, we have a Facebook page and that talks a lot about sort of the special events that are going on around this because in addition to the beer um, you got to line your stomach before you come and taste the beer so we've got the food trucks out on College Street and we're going to have the cannoli truck there Cassius Freiburg and uh, food extroverts, so you can get a little dinner and then come in. We're also having a beard contest. If you look on the website, you'll see a picture of Brahms. He's famous for his great big bushy beard, um, as are the hipsters. So right. <laughs> um, we are having a contest on the beards. We're doing it in collaboration with the medical school. 
So people have heard of No Shave November. It's to help bring awareness to men's health. So the Yale Department of Urology is sending over um, from the medical school the judges for our beard contest, and they are no shaved since November 1st. Um, So there'll be a longest beard prize. There'll be a best effort prize and a best overall beard. Um, And that'll all be going on in the lobby with the winners posted on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash New Haven Symphony. Um, And we've got wonderful prizes from the brewers. Again, they stepped up and and have some prizes for our contestants in the beer contest. Um, And then we go into an evening of really great music. And it's not only old music, too. I do want to point out we have a wonderfully talented composer here in town. His name is Martin Bresnick. He teaches over at Yale. And it's his 70th birthday this week. Um, We're actually having cake at rehearsal tonight. So if you go by Woolsey and hear singing, it's because that's for Martin's birthday. And uh, he'll be there, and we're playing a piece of his in honor of his 70th birthday. So it's, it is still a living art form, and you'll get to uh, come meet the guy who actually wrote the piece. Oh, wow. And uh, and Tyler and Kevin, on, and your ends, um, what, you know, if people are beer novices or if they're pretty intimately familiar with beer, what are you hoping that they get out of, uh, out of Thursday night? I mean, for these kind of events, I mean, for, for us at No Reasons, Kevin, by the way, sorry. Um, I mean, you're looking to just to engage with people, uh, try to share, you know, what you're about. Um, you know, every brewery has their sort of own identity a little bit, or, you know, we strive to do our own thing. So a lot of people, especially at these types of events, just like they're getting new, exposed to uh, the, the music, they're also getting exposed to maybe new brands that you're throwing out seasonally, um, maybe even just a new experience within our brewery or Black Hog or whoever else is there. Um, so I think that's part of it is just to engage, sort of share what we're about, and hopefully people resonate with that as well. Great, and uh, and Tyler. Yeah, I mean, totally agree with that. I mean, the uh, the biggest thing is um, for me, I like I love making the food beer too. So I'm really excited to have you guys at the food truck there because uh, I feel like my you know beer and food just go so well together, um, and just having experience experiencing the beer um for what it is but then also experiencing how that changes when you're eating food beside it and uh, different types of food change the beer different nuances come out within the beer um very similar kind of uh you know listening to listening to the, the live music versus at your house so, i mean you're going to definitely totally different experience someone there that uh, really knows that the beer should be pouring it and uh, helping you through it and kind of just introducing you to what black hog is or what no worries is and and really uh experiencing and converting some of those non-beer drinkers is one of my favorite things. Those people that say, oh, I hate beer. And you, you give them, you give them more granola brown. And you're like, all right, do you like chocolate? Uh, you like the taste of granola? Like, just think, drink this beer with your eyes closed and think about chocolate and think about raisins. And they like, they drink it and they're like, oh, okay. You know, really getting just people into the craft beer world that um, are afraid of it because that quote, beer is quote unquote too dark or um, I'm not, I don't drink beer. I'm only, you know, so just giving, Getting those people re-accustomed to drinking craft beer because it is so such an amazing trend going on right now, and if you, I can find a beer for anybody, I promise you. Yeah, so it it sounds like everyone maybe is is hoping for um, not only a pleasant experience, but just uh, maybe a couple revelations of the palate and of the ear. Um, so I, I want to thank all of you. If you're tuning in, this was Kitchen Sink. It's a special episode with Elaine Carroll. She's the executive director of the New Haven Symphony Orchestra, Tyler Jones of Black Hog Brewing Company, 
and Kevin Mark of No Worries Brewing Company. I want to thank all of you so much for coming on with me. And um, and I know that uh, that I and, and I hope listeners are looking forward to Brahms and Beer, Beer and Brahms on Thursday. Thanks, Lucy. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Have a good day.